Welcome to the Women in Safety podcast. Do you have questions around how can you be recognized for your contributions and get ahead? Join our global WIS community, which provides a supportive space for women and our allies. Our discussions help break down barriers and support diversified leadership around the world. To subscribe and listen to our shows, visit safepedia.com. Now, here's our Women in Safety discussion. Hi, and welcome to another WSI show. We've got a great conversation in store for you today. We're going to be continuing our series that we're going to be doing over the next few months, where we're talking about building ourselves up and gaining access to higher level positions of influence. And again, these can be in any areas of our life, work, or maybe the community role. Now, in the series, we're talking to six topics. Last week, it was self-respect and our career ownership. This week, we're going to be looking at empowerment and supporting visibility. And then we're going to be looking at professional growth, personal resilience, sponsorship and creating our talent pipeline, defining your leadership style, and supporting and creating future leadership. In this episode, we're going to be speaking to our second topic in the series, empowering and supporting visibility. And today, we're honored to have Dr. Karen McDonald with us and Nishma Mystery. So Karen, I'm going to throw it right to you. Can you share a little bit about this mentor-menteeship program and how it got started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I work for the Royal Society for the Prevention of Accidents. Uh, we're a UK-based charity with a global reach uh, that uh, campaigns for more lives free from serious accidental injury. Uh, through the exchange of life-enhancing knowledge and skills, and that's really where this program fits within our mission vision. Uh, so we are delivering this program of leading safely for entrepreneurial women, and you're going to hear from Nishma uh, to get, give you her insights into why she's part of the program. Uh, we work in partnership with L'Oreal uh, delivering this program under what we call the Safe at Work, Safe at Home banner, uh, because we are a Safety Beyond the Workplace organization as our L'Oreal. So uh, we've worked very closely with them over a number of years now to, to develop people's thinking in this area. Uh, so in January, February of 2021, uh, we had our first uh, program. Uh, the program's designed to meet the needs of entrepreneurial women around the world, and we've got a totally global audience for it. Uh, developed and fine-tuned by Louise Hosking, it very much puts the message across that we need people at the heart of our sustainability um, and we need more women to be visible and connected across this global community so we can affect the change that we want to have as a consequence of bringing the best out and everybody involved in the program. Thank you, Karen. That's awesome. It's uh, really important that we do look at safety at home and safety at at work, they are something that, you know, it's about creating habits. Nishma, can you share a little bit with us about how you got into the program and what you're doing now? Sure. So um, I currently in my role work for Transport for London as a safety, health and environment business partner. So my day to day job is looking at road risk and helping deliver the mayor's transport strategy um, of Vision Zero. So that's zero deaths by 2041. And um, I don't come from a safety background at all, so I haven't had any qualifications. And it's just through experience and I guess a bit of luck as well um, that I've got to where I am. And um, 
in TfL, we are always championing, you know, diversity and women in the safety sector as we feel, feel there's not enough visibility, can I say, or enough, um, yeah, I guess young females who are, you know, oncoming. So um, a friend of mine actually tagged me in the LinkedIn post um, that was asking for females to sign up. So, you know, great opportunity for myself um, to join with what an amazing which I know now is part of program. So um, put in my application and wow, I was so, so, so ecstatic when I got accepted. And, you know, we did the one day course, which was completely amazing. So many things we took away from it. And then out of that, we got paired with um, mentors. So that's how myself and Karen sort of engaged. Um, we both, you know, work in the road safety sector, which is amazing. So yeah, just to go in, knowledge and understanding again you know to help me on my safety career journey so this is a program really that l'oreal raspra and um louise hoskin who is part of one wish is heading up is that right yeah, absolutely and I, I should have said in the introduction that raspra actually are part of one wish also uh, so for me this program connects so many different groups of people together mm -hmm. and then as a consequence we can all grow Absolutely. Now, I want to really dive into the beef of our discussion and understand the the why behind, um, you know, why should an individual such as a supervisor or a team lead care about their professional image and being visible in the organization? And what does that mean, Karen, to be visible in the organization? Maybe we start there and then move on. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I thought a number of years ago, I, I read a magazine and there was, it was, like it, was a, it was a futurology magazine and it said one of the new job roles in the future would be a personal brand manager. Uh, so this might be about 10 years ago and I thought, what a phenomenal thing to be, you know, so you look at a person, you look at their skills and their attributes, you get them to understand what their brand is, you get them to talk about their brand, all the various components of themselves and what the skill set is that they have or the skill set that can be developed. Uh, and then that evolved over a, a few years. And then in the, at the start of 2020, my whole piece was about making my work and Rospa's work more visible and connected. So it works across, you know, wherever you are in your life course or wherever you are uh, in your organization to be visible, to have your voice heard, to exert form of, a form of influence is really important. And uh, understanding how you can connect with people in your own organization, or in the UK, Europe or wider world, I think is fundamentally important because it's, it, it truly can be accessible to all if we give the right encouragement uh, to people to use the skills that they have. To be quite upfront, I think a lot of people don't understand what it does mean and the power of being visible within your organization and mm. beyond. Um, Neshma, what are your thoughts around this? So I think I echo everything that Karen's actually said. I think it's so important that our, our leaders out there help to support, you know, new incomers into the safety world. I think we look towards these senior managers as role models. So if you're showing the right behaviours, you then learn from that and you can really push yourself to do well and to follow in this footsteps so you can be the next senior leader in that position. It's so important in terms of visibility. We all know how competitive, you know, 
it is to get to the top and we all want to do well we want to you know work hard and really push ourselves I think and by doing that you're not only doing it for yourself but you're doing it for the next generation you know you have these apprentices these graduates who are new they're out they've you know done their studies you know safety is such an important space to work in and I feel quite privileged that I work in the role that I do and how amazing could it be that we have you know more diverse individuals coming into that role as well so 100% you know everything that you can do to be visible is amazing and you know I've been very lucky in terms of from this program Karen has actually put me in front of audiences I would have never been in front of and had that feedback positive feedback it really boosts your confidence and that motivation you've got to have the desire to push the envelope Mm -hmm. and then try not to be comfortable when you get right onto the cusp of it and just relax into it and meet your contribution you know that that's that's the big thing uh, for me I, I saw something recently I think it might have been yourself that shared that actually in this where one of the other uh, people that are on the, the, the program it was about not being the note taker at meetings well anyone who knows me knows I'm no good at taking notes anyway you know but don't be the note taker don't be yeah. ahead and make sure you make a contribution and one of the um, I mean there's a lot of things I'm proud about in terms of this mentor mentee relationship you know but given the opportunity Nish was really taken the opportunity and made hugely valuable contributions uh, because the door's been slightly opened you yeah. know so I think what this whole thing about being being visible is just getting people to recognize your name recognize your face know that if you asked a question you'll come back with our response that'll help other people develop because there's that kind of generosity whether you know that there is that you know if you, if you want to progress in organizations but have that generosity of spirit when you're as you're prepared to share as well I think it's hugely important and and just to kind of crack this open for our audience who is listening you know A lot of us do hard work, a lot of hard work, and other people get promoted, other people get noticed, and you start to feel invisible. And that can be very uh, deflating when you're putting all that hard effort and work into it. You know, why are you not being noticed over somebody else? And the fact is, is that, you know, you could be the hardest working person in an organization, but if you're not the person that is, is viewed by senior leadership as somebody who can be in that, that leadership track and being promoted, you're still not going to get where you want to go in your career. And so there really is a strategic element behind all of this, isn't there? I would say so. I fundamentally, I think it, um, it's important to have your mind's eye on where you want to be. Um, and roughly how long it's going to take you to get there uh, and then take the opportunities to to be connected to different groups of people. I think that we were talking about mentoring relationships and they're they're never over because there's always that connection. You know, there might be a fixed time where you're very close with people, uh, but the the connection's never broken. And I think it's, it's the ability to build that kind of network that can be done very straightforwardly. Um, just by taking that time out of the hard work to work with other people. Uh, and as a consequence of that, a whole cohort of people can move forward at the same time. It's about building really alliances across the organization and in, within your own team. And so like, how can somebody leverage the visibility 
to be more influential across the organization. What are your thoughts on that? So in terms of, um, you know, you, you've hit, you know, we do so much hard work and, you know, I've been in that position where, you know, I've been potentially overseen for meetings, et cetera, and not taken into account. And I think and when you start building those networks, I think networking is so important, whether it be with your safety career or with anything else in the work environment, I think you then engage with senior managers at a certain level that you start becoming visible in their eyes. They can then see, actually, this person is very capable. You know, it's so much harder now as well because we are stuck behind a screen. We're working from home, so you're not actually visible in the office. So you have to make that extra effort. Yeah, I think you're entirely right. And I think that um, in terms of when I had the option of being a mentor in this program um, and I saw who we'd selected, the road safety connection was immediately what I moved towards because I wanted to understand more about how Nishma's organization works so we can have I can have a, a more intelligent conversation in my role as OSH policy advisor so it's extending my understanding of issues around like the e-scooter project here you're involved in which is totally groundbreaking um, and I would never have had that close connection with it were it not for this program so I think it, I think it works no matter where you are in your career you'll tell from the hair that I'm further along than uh, Nishma is in her her career you know so so for me it is always about finding people who are like-minded uh, who can help expand your thinking and then if someone asks me a question about these scooters now I can say well you know what I think that I could connect you with Nishma or some of Nishma's colleagues and they would be able to help you understand what the challenges are, what the benefits are from a from a, a frontline perspective, you know. So I think it works irrespective of where you are in your sort of your career life course. And I, th I also think it's really important to always keep your sleeves up. Keep your sleeves rolled up and be prepared to do that, you know, dig in to make the difference because that's what changes lives in Osh world. Getting involved in those um, different events and projects so that you are noticed as somebody who's more of a leader, somebody who's willing to do change, mm -hmm. that is very enticing for leadership to want to invest more in, in an individual. What other tips do you have for people about getting noticed and, and getting into that track? I think, I think there's a whole piece, and, and Nishma's done brilliantly with this, um, that given the opportunity to think about the different ways you can become visible and there are many different ways you can be more visible on linkedin you can use twitter you know social media and making social media work for you so um nishma certainly embraced that also writing journal articles i don't know nishma did you want to give some insights into uh, what, what you're writing uh, at the moment for the, in the fatigue piece i was kindly approached by rosper to write a piece in terms of what work TFL are doing on fatigue and we all know how important fatigue is right now and it's such a hot topic because it affects everyone you know in the transport industry and for me it was such a great opportunity I mean I would have never had this did I not you know put myself out there put myself forward and even when you're writing an article you are doing that extra piece of work in your own time so it's you know, you, if you like Karen said, you roll your sleeves up, 
and it's so important to take on every opportunity. I think not many people get this opportunity. You know, there's thousands of safety professionals out there. And, you know, I was so privileged that I was asked by Rosper to write an article on fatigue. And not only it was for my benefit, because I'm learning as well, but also for other companies to help collaborate. And I can see a lot more of that with myself and Karen and others as well. You know, within the mentoring schemes, you know, you're exchanging your knowledge and those yeah those yeah your knowledge and skills hmm. yeah and I think that there's a big piece on the, the transferable skills as well you know because we definitely do learn from each other across the cohort uh, and I'm sure you will see that as this series uh, interviews progresses you know how people have learned from each other and how we've we've grown as a consequence I think it's important to mention you know that everybody gets the imposter syndrome thing you know uh, I, th I think that it's uh, no matter where you are in your career or how seasoned you are uh, a campaigner you know there's always that one or two people that you're on the same panel as and you just go wow you know so everybody has that I don't know how have you felt about that Nishma in terms of that imposter syndrome because I think that that can be a barrier for lots of people even thinking about moving forward Yes, definitely. Especially, you know, you know, I'm very new into the safety field and, you know, it can be scary. You know, I am young, I am a diverse individual. And when you're stepping into the safety sector, what you tend to see is the same, you know, I hate to say it, but the same white male middle age who has, you know, vast amount of experience and you feel, oh my God, how am I going to compare to that? And I think through and touching on to visibility um, again, it's about if you do something, shout about it. You know, I'm quite, I'm quite, you know, I love to post on social media, on, you know, the various LinkedIn, etc., around the work I'm doing. And that in itself, it really helps you because you get that support from, you know, I get support from Karen as well as other mentors as well to really push myself and that I am on the right track. So I think it's amazing support network that we have here with this L'Oreal and you know, Safe at Work, Safe at Home group. I think like if I reflect on like my professional career is quite lengthy, you know, and I can only echo exactly what you were saying earlier about um, the, the same faces, you know, and how, how we've evolved now over the over recent years is that we have different faces. Uh, coming to the fore, you know, so when you're looking at a panel debate, it's not, um, usual suspects is a, a term that sort of springs to mind, you know, we have got fresh new ideas, um, people are happy to articulate their points of view from where they are in their career at the moment, and we've, I think we've really opened the door with this particular programme uh, that Rosper are delivering in association with L'Oreal, uh, we should have, I think it's 24 women uh, by the end of this year, we've gone through the programme and, and we talk a lot about the ripple effect uh, where I work, you know, so the ripple effect of these people uh, linked to the One Wish Network under the Safe at Work, Safe at Home, that is some brand, you know, that's some extensive brand to start saying, let's do more of this. Um, you were talking about imposter syndrome. What I think it boils down to is a dip in self-confidence when we're mm -hmm. trying something new and this expectation that's created through media and TV and everything that you should just be able to walk into a role, a brand new role and nail it. But that's not the reality of the fact. 
The reality is, is that confidence comes from experience and doing mm -hmm. things and figuring things out. But it also comes from seeing other people like ourselves being represented mm -hmm. in different roles. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're an individual of a underrepresented group and you don't see individuals like yourself who are in those more um, senior level CEO executive mm -hmm. positions, it's gonna be a little bit harder for you to imagine yourself being in that role. That also shakes self-confidence because we don't see somebody similar. And so that leads me, I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but I wanted to talk about also, how have you two helped empower other women into um, becoming more visible in leadership? Karen, why don't you kick that off? I kind of think I've always done it. You know, I think um, I'm a team player. That's it. You know, so I'm a team player. And I always want to take my team with me, irrespective of whether that's a team here in my village or a team at work. You know, I always want people to have their place, um, have their voice, um, and would encourage people to move forward, just as we are doing through this mentoring program, to be as visible as they can be, you know, and keep pushing, keep pushing the envelope. So I think it's just been a habit with me to do that. So I think, and I can come in there, and I'm a bit like Karen, I, you know, I think I'm, I call myself a people person, but what that really means in practice is I, you know, will go out of my way to support other individuals. So, you know, whether that be in their role, in, you know, in any sort of experience wise, you know, I will make sure that, you know, I've been given this opportunity, so I will pass this on. If if I can get myself and push really hard and work really hard to get to a higher position, being a diverse individual, as you say, if someone looks at me and sees, wow, she can do it, I can do it. And I think I'm quite an open and honest person in terms of, you know, I'm always reaching out, you know, I will write posts, I will reach out to people I may see that may be struggling. You know, and in feeding this back as well, the mentor and mentee relationship, because hopefully I can be a mentor as well and teach them what I've learned and, you know, give them the opportunities they haven't had as well in life. And maybe, you know, it's about that network and connections again, you know, that has completely opened with um, a safe at work at safe at home. And I think what, what it does do is, is it demonstrates, because I know last week Louise and I were looking at the, and who we could approach to be mentors for the second cohort of delegates, you know. Um, and we looked at their traits, and between us, we've got longevity in OSH world. We are proactive partnership workers because you need to be to make that change. Uh, and we could identify a couple of mentors for each mentee within a very short period of time because we've chosen to share what we want to achieve with a much broader network of people. So I think that um, and it's sustains you in difficult times as well. You know, I, I just reflect on the pandemic and the fact that we've all been living and working in isolation virtually. Uh, you know, and it is definitely those, those connections you, that you develop through this type of mentoring approach that does sustain you. I mean, we're speaking to you on the other side of the world. You know, we, we constantly are mixing uh, globally whilst remaining local, which I think is incredible given the setting against the back, backdrop of the pandemic. So definitely that kind of connection is so, 
so fundamentally important. Absolutely. This has been a great conversation. And, and I think you've given a lot of good ideas for people to get out there, be noticed, get involved in different events, volunteer, share what your talents are. But I like what you also said at the beginning about, you know, understanding what our own skill sets and talents are and how to really click into them. And I really like the piece that you were saying, Nishma, about being a people person, helping other people share the, the opportunities and the learnings that you've had so that other people can look at you as an example and say, hey, there's somebody who resembles myself. I can do it too. So yes. thank you very much. This has been an amazing conversation. No, thank you. Thank you Thanks very much. much. Yeah, it's been great speaking to you. I hope you enjoyed this Women in Safety show. That was a great conversation with Karen and Nishma. If you're interested in learning more about the Mentor Mentee program, please look at our episode notes. It's a great program that L'Oreal, Raspa, and One Wish have going, and it's their safe at home, safe work umbrella that this goes under. If you're looking for safety resources for your team, please go to safepedia.com where we're releasing new safety content daily. Until next time, stay safe.